0: On this episode of the AIE podcast...
1: Happy Summer of Love!
0: Lots of expansion shenanigans.
1: We have RRF Captain Sybil's STO updates.
0: Want to play Final Fantasy fourteen for free?
1: We have ducks here to talk about Lord of the Rings online.
0: All that and more... Coming up right now.
2: Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from
3: planet Earth and beyond. This
2: is the AIE Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode 258 of the podcast celebrating the Aliyah IoctaEst gaming community, the Die Has Been podcast. This is Tetsemi, and to my left is Macala.
1: Hey AIE, happy summer of love. There are some churro cupcakes in the guild kitchen.
0: Yeah, I'll be right back. Yummy. This week we are joined by special guest Ducks, who is here to talk to us about AIE in Lord of the Rings Online. Welcome, Ducks.
2: Hi there. Thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely glad to have you back on. Right. So, Ducks, what have you been up to, in or out of game, over the past few weeks?
2: Wow. The uh, well, uh, working in real life and otherwise in the game. We've jumped probably 10 levels in game. We've added. I know there's been a lot of. We're up to level 105 now. Uh, We've got a new raid. We've got all kinds of new stuff in the game. Uh, So I just I'm just going to try and lay out what what there is.
0: And where are just quick highlight. Where are we in the timeline?
2: Uh, Well, actually, the battle for uh, the battle of the Plunder Field, right outside the gates of Minas Tirith itself, just finished. They actually just added a part where now, I guess it was last Tuesday, uh, you go and do a session play where you're there as Mary on the field as (sighs) he's AON and the Witch King and all
0: that. So you're actually watching that happen.
2: And that was kind of a flashback. They call it session play.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome!
0: All right. Well, McCullough, what have you been up to in or out of game? I I hear there's rumors that you actually logged into WoW.
1: I did log into WoW. I'm working on um, getting my flying, so I need to finish up Negrond. And with the new changes with the patch, somebody was sweet enough to help me optimize my Warlock. And guess what? Demonology is fun again. I am so excited. There's lots of demons. There's lots of fire. I absolutely am in love with it, which is great, because that's, you know, my idea of the class is demons everywhere. So, extra excited about that. Uh, other gaming news. I'm getting ready to start a online D&D campaign. Not D&D, an online campaign with some of the folks from the Tadpool Guild or Tadpole Group. We're going to be doing a Dresden-based uh, game via Facebook. So I'm really excited about that. I have a little fairy drawn up, and every time I try to write her history, my computer would restart, and I would lose all of it, and this is why McCullough should be using Google Docs. I literally got the history ended or finished two minutes before I needed to start the show notes, and we're supposed to be starting tomorrow. Uh, besides that, not a ton. <laughs> yeah, nothing like the nick of time, right? Mm. uh not a ton so ted what have you been doing in and oh oh yeah and pokemon go but that's a whole different thing um what have you been doing in and out of game my love
0: um trying to see well the patch for a while came out and i boosted my warlock to 100 so i could play around with her two little goblin warlocks and then, uh, so I boosted her to 100, and you get a level three garrison, no shipyard, uh, eight followers, and some other stuff. So it's just been kind of messing around with her, um, getting her shipyard built up, just you know filling filling in stuff while we're waiting for the pre-expansion stuff to actually happen. Uh, I did take Tet into Orgamar and participated in the what we now like to call the Lemming Pamphlet Gathering, where you ask the nice Doombringer for a pamphlet. If it's not the one you need, you mount up, go about 50 yards in the air, drop off the mount, die. Hopefully there's a nice healer around to resurrect you, and you ask for another pamphlet and repeat. It's kind of appropriate because he's a Doombringer, but people will do things to... uh, you know, get achievements done. So that was fun. And um, just going through alts and getting all of them spec'd out with their their items on their heart bars so they know what they're doing, testing them out, took a couple of them into Tanan just to see what their strength is like, that sort of thing. Um, and And... You know, just enjoying WoW, um, especially the content that's out of game, which we'll get into a little bit in the news. And since we're talking about news, we'll be digging into Lord of the Rings shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news.
3: A.I.E. News.
1: The A.I.E. Summer of Love is here. Well as of tomorrow. We celebrate the love for our guild, Octa-Est, and our community in this upcoming week. The scheduled events are as followed, at least in WoW. On Monday, 7.30 server time, the running of the Beef 13, Mechanicals versus Maniacals. We're going to be on the Gnomeron server. The idea is to create a gnome hunter and go on a fun run. More details will be available the night of the event, but looks like it's going to be a blast. You can make your tune now, but please make sure you aren't leveling or questing at all beforehand. Prize will be given out for the best name, but please remember this is AIE, so uh, of course keep it family friendi- friendly. Tuesday is our community-wide remembrance day at 9 p.m. server time. In WoW, we'll be gathering at the Shrine of the Fallen Hero? It's the name of the Shrine? Great. And of course, taking a RP walk to orgamar if you've not never been involved in the event, it is beautiful. It originally um, was started several years ago due to the passing of one of our members, um, Millie Way. And it's a very honored event. It's one of the most beautiful things that we do as a guild. Uh, we try to remember those who have fallen, uh, people we have lost in game, out of game, and just kind of let their presence be known. I also want to give a big shout out to Beefmaster and the Oaken Hosen Style Raid Team. They're taking over firework duties for Takamika Mizuchi, Zucchini, uh, Tak, uh, Larry. Um, this year, he was not able to coordinate the firework event due to real life. And on Wednesday, we have Gussie Tails All Druid ICC Old War Run. Old War Run. Wow, I can speak wow. Invites start at 7.30 server time. Friday is Coop, which is probably one of the least um, solemn things that we do, um, with Grim Cow. Keep your eyes and ears open for details. Saturday night is Disney triver- Trivia in Never Never Land with Nevermore and Alanya. It's 3 to 5 server time. Come dress as your Dis- in a Disney-inspired transmog outfit for a chance to win more prizes. And also that evening at six p.m. server time, there is an an Sol Old School Red Night with Bra and Dojo of Awesome. There are tons of details on the forums. Also, keep an eye out on Twitter for under the AIE Twitter handle, or AIE Twitter handle, because we'll be tweeting tweeting out stuff as it comes up. So, Ted, what else is going on in WoW? Because it looks like we have a wealth of information here.
0: We do. Patch 703 has hit, and what's new that can keep you busy for a couple weeks until the demon invasions start? You can go recipe hunting. The Tome of the Clear Mind and Codex of the Clear Mind drop, I'm uh, sorry, they are crafted items by scribes, and they allow you to freely talent change when you're not in a rested area. The recipe for the Tome of the Clear Minds comes from the Herb Trader in your garrison, as well as the Garrison Quartermaster, and the Codex of the Clear Mind is a world drop. If you like the look of weapon enchants, you can now collect them for transmog, and they're now known as weapon illusions, and Wowhead has a really good guide on what they are and where they drop from. You can gather some individually. Others, including a questline for one, come with groups of illusions bundled together. Bundled together. If you, Yep. And if you like clothes and who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't you can run Carazon and molten core for drops of new recipes that will teach tailors how to make a closed chest usable that you can drop usable by your party from the Carazon opera house costumes and molten core and we Ooh. have links to wow on those awesome. oh yeah and i have the Carazon one already i just need to run my tailor through uh molten core to grab that one awesome Mark August 9th on your calendars, because that's when you can make your Demon Hunter. Yay! And the Ooh. Burning Legion invasion begins. As a reminder, we're hoping to have Umami updated to handle all your Demon Hunter applications. And for those coming back from hiatus, a friendly reminder, it's one application per character. If your character is already in Umami, just type it slash join AIE LFO in-game and ask for an invite from one of the officers. Do you like lore? Do you like animated movies and animated webcomics? Well, have we got a ton of content for you. There's Harbinger's videos. They're very similar to the Warlords videos that released right before the expansion launched. They'll be highlighting important lore and story characters and what they've been up to since Arkmond's defeat at Hellfire Citadel, as well as origins and backstories. What has Cadgar been up to since we defeated Archmonde in... Hellfire Citadel and where did the Warlords version of Gul'dan come from those are the first two Harbinger uh, animated movies And for those that like webcomics, we have links below to take you to the Madefire version of the comics, which is a live version of the comic and, for me, a really enjoyable way of reading the comics. There are also PDF downloads you can get as well, but I really like the Madefire version. It just brings to life the comic. There are four so far. Magni, dealing with the Dwarven King awakening from his crystallization during the Cataclysm. Nightborn, dealing with the new elf civilization and the story so far that we'll be exploring once we hit 110 in legion high mountain for all those that love the Torin race and lore and anduin uh, which contains spoilers about the broken shore invasion and the aftermath of of the invasion so if you don't like spoilers stay away from the anduin one and again we have links to all those in the show notes and, as if that's not enough, there's a new audio drama launching tomorrow called Tomb of Sargeras, and it'll be four episodes in length. It deals with Gul'dan going into the Tomb of Sargeras, which contains, as you would guessed it, Sargeras' colossal broken form from the last time we defeated him. You can subscribe via iTunes
1: dang that was a lot of information thanks Tet. all right and for you eve players don't forget there's a meetup planned for the big eve vegas event at planet hollywood resort and casino the event um itself is october 28th to october 30th that is of course a weekend expect shenanigans space double crossing and stuff blowing up but uh not in real life. Uh, tickets for the E Eve Vegas event can be purchased at vegas.evonline.com. And of course, if you're planning on attending, let us know at the meetupcom Est website.
0: All right. And in other space games that we play, Star Wars, The Old Republic. The AIE Guild will be having a Summer of Love event as well. They will be honoring Remembrance Day on August 2nd, 8 p.m. Central Time. Meet at the traditional location high in the Juran Mountains north of the House Aid on Alderaan. Coordinates are 1490 by negative 940. Saturday, August 6th, from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time, there will be a guild party for both factions. Festivals include stronghold tours and awards, a costume contest, a worst costume dance party, and music played over Plug.dj. Links and information are in the forums. And this week on Swotor Escape Podcast number 153, Seema Max and Astromech EPC 153 review how Conquest works and talk about how one of our guild members put up over 5 million, yes, 5 million Conquest points himself. They also touch on the, on other game and community news for this week from Swotor in general.
1: Awesome. And we have RRF Captain Sybil's Star Trek Online News Summary for the week ending in 7-31-2016. The Star Trek Las Vegas 50th Anniversary Convention starts on Wednesday, August 3rd. As a tribute to 50 years of Star Trek, The um, Star Trek Online is celebrating with its Agents of Yesterday release, along with the associated time limited or limited time perks The agents of yesterday expansion was released on July 6th and is in full swing. A player creates an original series trek character and plays in special time travel episodes. civil reports that the episode is quite light and fairly easy. The short story arc arc has some major plot twists though so, no spoilers. The current release, Temporal Cold War, time travel episodes came back to an unexpected came to an unexpected conclusion, though not through gameplay, but through a new blog backstory by the name of No Profit But The Name. The current timeline story arc has enough players somewhat confused to the timeline differences, including our own beloved Captain Subble. So STO released a blog posting the story so far, Parts 1 and 2. These must-read narratives explain the differences in the timelines and clear up a few major points of confusion. Part 3 is rumored to be released next week. There is a 20% off services and 15% off lockbox key sales this weekend. If you're a player with a new bridge officer or have collected a quantity of Kelvin lockbox loot drops, take advantage of this limited-time sale. The usual number of UI and player quality of life improvements and fixes were released over the last two weeks. For a complete rundown, check out the website, and of course, make AIE classes Starbase great again. Though we've always been great, the AIE classes Star. Fleet Starbase is still seeking contributions of material and duty officers from all fleet mates. Donations assist the building of the fleet's starbase and other holdings to their full potential. Check out the fleet holding tab in the fleet's in game menu. And of course, players are as always encourage to check out the above news, backstories, patch notes, forums, commentary at Star Trek Online's website, StarTrekOnline.com. Thank you, as always, RRF, Captain Civil, for your wonderful updates.
0: And in Final Fantasy XIV, do you want to try Final Fantasy XIV? but don't want to have to pay. There's a free login campaign go- going on th- now through August 30th. Log in now and you'll get 5 days to play the game for free. And with other heavens and with heaven's sword going on now, this is the perfect time to explore all that the game has to offer, including the Palace of the Dead, which helps you earn a new item level 235 weapon. Also, don't forget Mew is still looking for everyone's thoughts on how to use the uh, FC action buffs. All right. Now that we blow, blew through the news at blazing speed, let's get back to Ducks and find out what is going on in Lord of the Rings.
1: Yes, Ducks, what's going on? Well,
0: okay. The last time I was on,
2: I believe we were in the 90s level wise. And we jumped 90s, 95, 100, 105. So. The story now itself, yeah, okay, we're past minister. The Battle of the Plunder Field is, is ended. You can actually jump back into it if you want to, just to gain tokens or do whatever. But story-wise, we are waiting now to go to the Black Gate. Mm-hmm. But as of the last time I was on the podcast, we were just heading into the Paths of the Dead. So since then, we've gone through the Paths of the Dead. We've seen LSR, Aragon talk to the King of the Dead. You know, gain their allegiance, get them ready to fight the, the, the Corsairs of Umbar. Then from there, we go through, I think it's three zones in that area, and that was called Update 16, the Ashes of Askelion. So it, it's basically kind of leading you around two Minas Tirith from the south. So you're coming in from the south, and then you're arcing up and around to the east, and then coming into the plunder, and then fighting on the plenar against everything that you see, everything you read in the books, everything you see in the in the, in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a pet Oily Elephant with uh, all the little oh, murder, wow. um, the little framework on the back of the elephant thing follows mm-hmm. me around. It's kind of goofy.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Very cool. It.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the the epic storyline continues just like always. You know that 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 goes along. You're following along right behind basically the main characters. So you're seeing mm-hmm. the after effect of them having been there. And then you're dealing with, as kind of the rest of the world fills in from the changes that are happening. So mm-hmm. they started adding some instances. Um, I've gotten into a couple of the instances so far, haven't gotten any good loot out of it, but I was able to get into the instances. And a lot of them center around the city of Osgiliath. Asgiliath is, if you ever seen a map, uh, one of Tolkien's maps, Minas Tirith is on the west side, Ascilius is in the middle, and Minas Morgul, mm-hmm. which was called Minas Ithil, is on the east side, right on the other side of the mountains from Mordor. Okay. Ascilius was always kind of the, the middle, and it was the one that got beat up whenever Mordor would attack. Right. Ascilius would be retaken, and you actually see that in the movies, and it's talked about as Boromir talks about taking back the city and fighting for the people. So mm-hmm. you see bits and pieces of it, and actually the, the ring passes through Oskileth really in the movies itself. So they added finally a new PvP or what we call PVMP area. So you go okay. in as a monster, or you can go in as your character, and you have to level. Oh, fun!
0: Before.
2: And mm-hmm. basically, whatever top level is, you want to be that because the monsters will really be okay. top level, and that has so the to it's
1: highest level. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, so, so it's basically, yeah, the highest level of, what, of content.
2: Yeah, if you go in there, anything less, you're toast. It, it, ends, really okay. it ends really fast. Um gotcha. That's the city of Osceolaeath itself, in ruins, and you do PvP in like a capture-the-flag kind of thing, through the ruins of the city.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Um, after that, then we went into Minas Tirith itself, and that was one full expansion called The Siege of Minas That added a couple of zones, and the city itself. The city, everybody's always wondered, what's Minotaur going to look like? Because it really is like a, it's like a cake basically. It's a multi-level city. Right. And what they did is they made this city in a series of half-arc tiers, and every tier has quests on it, every tier has achievements to achieve. Uh, It's now been five levels in probably two months, and I'm still working on achievements. Uh, the quests <laughs> I really fast. Yeah. Um, you name it. It's like, you know, learn the identities of all the stewards. Learn the identities of the kings of Gondor. And you can actually see the statues. And every statue is somewhat unique for each king or steward. And they've got just all these things. All these people are in there, NPCs. And then that has become the major hub for all the players, all top level players. Gotcha. Um, North of that, they then, they then kind of move north of Minas Tirith itself. And that's into what folks might know as the, the Druidane. There's this mm-hmm. forest that Rohan travels through. And Rohan actually cut through the forest to maintain secrecy. Mm-hmm. They did that by talking to the leader of the Wozies. The Wozies are these people called the Druidane by the elves. And they are a part of the house of men. But they're they're shorter. They're kind of like an Aboriginal culture almost, and they okay. have these little carvings. And uh, originally, the the people of Rohan are kind of scared of them because they see them as these earth dwellers. They're not like Rohan. They're not like Gondor. They're not city dwellers. They live out in nature. And so it sounds you know, kind they're...
1: of like um, sounds almost like um, picks yeah,
2: from uh, your uh, ancient, you know
1: early Ireland. Yes, yeah, very
2: close to the Scots, the Scots and all that, the Celts. Okay. And also very culture clash like when you had Rome
1: meeting against mm-hmm. the the Right. Against Which makes yeah. sense from Professor Tolkien's history, you know, knowledge. Well, yeah, that was his.
2: That was part of his main field right there.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, you've got, basically your role is you're kind of playing as an intermediary as the, the war bands of Théoden, King of Rohan, make their way through this forest. So you are meeting with the Wozies, meeting with Gonberti uh, Gon, Gone is the the leader of the Wozies. And you uh, appease them through reputation grind, of course. Gotta have a rep grind. Of course. It's game. Yeah. It wouldn't be a game without a rep grind. And so, you know, you, you make friends with them, then you, you help Rohan make its way through, and then that leads into, and everything kind of just brings it back to Minas Tirith and the battle of the planter. So then, you know, they added more instances just recently to the, the, uh, the planner itself. So you can actually go in, and it's one live battlefield in a sense. It's one big, constant battlefield. Um, oh, wow, okay. You can jump from area to area because you can't make it past the orc lines where the orcs have actually drawn up and received weapon weaponry is. But you can go from, say, the part where Phaedon falls you can go to another part where they're trying to recapture down in the south part of the Plunder. Before uh, Aragon and the Army of the Dead arrive, they're down there fighting and they're lo- they're fighting to lose the battle. You mm-hmm. can tell from these points within the Plunder because you can't really get there directly because there's so many orcs and you've got the ring race wheeling overhead on on Felvis, You have the Oilefants running around. You have the siege weaponry firing and firing into Minas Tirith. And it's basically one massive instance of battle, and it looks great. I love it. It uh, sounds
1: like a, yeah, it sounds visually very appealing.
2: It is. You know, they put a lot of little details into it. Just like you know, that was the big fear. What is it going to look like? Because everybody knows yeah. that it's curious from the books. They know it's they know huge. You know, they know it's huge. But when you actually get into the game, you kind of wonder what are they going to do with this? Because most yeah, the mm-hmm. how are they going to make it?
0: Yeah, exactly. How are you gonna How are you gonna replicate this in game and still make it usable?
2: Yeah, right, that right. People know. And they did a really good job. You know, one thing I would love to do is I'd love to be able to drag people to Minas Tirith. It, it's a captain skill that I have that I can basically summon people to me. But there's a lot of caveats now, like being a level one hundred or level one hundred and five, is is right. making it kind of difficult they put in cosmetic weapons, which we didn't really have before. Ooh. I was totally surprised. It just appeared last Tuesday. So they have these very detailed cosmetic weapons, and they're kind of expensive from a rep grind standpoint, but they look
1: very nice.
3: Shields it gives you weapon.
1: something, yeah. And that working on that expensive rep grind gives you something to do in-game as well, which is always good. It you know, gives you an end goal.
2: Yeah. You can work through the quests... And the rep grind itself—if you use things to like, you know, increase the XP you get t- towards the reputation—you get through it in about a week. And then after that, that's oh, not really bad. Just, it's not bad. It's just you still have to do a rep grind. Sure. You get these tokens, and the tokens are what you turn in once you've hit what we what we call kindred. You turn in those tokens, and there you go. You can get items. You can improve. Mm-hmm. Stats in some, in some cases, you can improve, you know, just do cosmetic stuff. Uh, I bought a huge, you know, the you know the scene in, in the movies where they show the beacons are lit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah. Yep. We have a huge beacon now in front of the guild house. It's tall the house. Oh, wow. And okay. It's tall the mountain behind the house. Uh, scale-wise, it fit what they call an enormous yard item. So I was like, oh, what the heck? So, so I... Okay. I I put it in there, I didn't know how big it is, but it's a massive bonfire that you can see from the center of town where we live. And it's just kind of sitting in, there, sitting in our front yard as a massive bonfire.
1: Now, I have a question. Can we just start calling these Tolkien tokens? <laughs> I'm <laughs> just no. curious.
2: It would make <laughs> it a lot of because every one of them has a
1: different name. <laughs> Tol- well, of course, it's Tolkien. I mean, they have to. Um... <laughs> It sounds like very much like what you're talking about. You between the beacons and the battle, though, they really are working on giving it such a giving you an idea of the size and the expanse. Because that is one thing about this world is it is huge. It is elaborate. It is epic. And it sounds very much like you're getting the idea of this between some of these things.
2: They are trying to factor in a sense of scale, because in the game itself. You can you can go from one point to another, like you could go from Brie all the way to Minas Tirith. But mm-hmm. you can't go contiguous because they haven't filled in all the areas in between yet. Right. There are some rumors that they're doing that, there's also other rumors that they're just not going to bother. Mm-hmm. So we really don't know it because a lot of areas were not covered in the books and they're never mm-hmm. mentioned in any of the movies or anything like that. So you really wonder is the developer going to bother?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They hit the main items recently. They added a new raid, which people were calling for. They added cosmetic mm-hmm. weapons. They worked on adding more mount points in the house for decoration items, so that you could have okay. more stuff in your house if you wanted. Uh, what else? And they added the player versus player, the PvP, PvMP stuff. Um, hmm, what else? Yeah, mainly they're doing this slow fill-in as they follow the movies themselves and the books. Mm-hmm. And they try and put the pieces together, and I I hope they get it all done.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's
2: see. Yeah, right now I've been working on an instance called The Blood of the Black Serpent, and that you actually get to do mounted combat in for the first time.
1: Oh, wow, okay.
2: So I, I kind of have to get my, get my horse... I think I need to kind of retrain my horse. And you can actually treat your horse like you would trade a character. There are mm-hmm. different variations of it. So for me as a captain, I can do more of a combat orientation, which is like, we just call it colloquially red. Blue for healing, where you're helping the group in healing. Or yellow, mm-hmm. where you're kind of a support role in doing both. So I'm trying to find a good combo because I really need to kind of retweak the way my horse works. Because your horse will actually kind of improve what skills you have as a character and then bring it to mounted combat and now in an instance where we actually have mounted combat. Very so cool. that's okay.
0: yeah, that's that's interesting. A
1: yeah.
2: Lots of lots of instances. they've had a couple instances, they've added hundreds of quests, um, gosh, new crafting. I think, you know, it's, it's really, I was very surprised, but they added something on last Tuesday and they didn't even do a patch update. So they added that, you know, when they added the session player where you, could just, you get to watch or you know, be merry as he witnesses the battle, uh, you know, as Théoden dies. So that was just kind of a surprise for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I guess they're still sneaking things in. And I guess the game's been going now for upwards, just upwards of eight years.
1: Right, all right, almost as long as WoW, because I know for me, it was one of the first games that uh, Tet tried to get me into.
2: Yep. Warcraft and Lord of the Rings were mine.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, the, so you've got in here the Throne of Dread Terror, the first new raid in years. Did, has it really been since level 75, since they put a raid in?
2: The last major raid that I remember and I'm still trying to figure out exactly where this one for, it's called Us Dunhoff is. But mm-hmm. 75 was Isengard. And I remember doing okay. that one because Isengard, you went in and you actually get to try and punish Saruman. Um, right. We never did well with that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there was Os Dunhoff, but I, I'm trying to remember now that, I, now, that I, now that you caught me. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. where Os Dunhoff was. I'd have to look it up. It, it, that was one of the raids, but it really didn't key off of anything that was part of the major storyline. But I remember. It was that,
0: like a side sideline.
2: Yeah, it was a. It's a. It's a. A burial grounds, uh, in the in the Enidwaith region, and that is, I think that might be in the 80s. It might be. Wow. In the 80s. Okay. So that's been a while. It has been. That was a major complaint. And you know, they they mentioned they did a couple of developer talks about how they're doing the raid. And they, they showed, you know, the, the engine they use to actually make the raid itself, which is kind of neat to see the, the level designer software. Right. Um Yeah, it's it's taken quite a while. You know, it's a free-to-play game. It's driven through, you know, how many tokens do you want to spend. And just recently, you know, there have been some bad news. They did lay off one of the community managers for Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. and they put another person there in place. Okay. But, yeah, supposedly Turbine is looking at expanding into the mobile development, you know, game, uh, mobile gaming-type platform. And so Lord of the Rings is kind of one of their properties, just like Dungeons & Dragons Online, where they keep it going through, through incremental updates. I just hope they keep it going.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. 'Cause I mean you really need to get to the final battle. And then cool.
2: is always nice.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's a lot of a lot of times when games go under you don't you don't have that. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, it sounds like hopefully there's enough support there and they're doing enough updates to get it there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there, there's no talk of any kind of end or anything like that. Good. There have Go been plenty of convention conferences where they talk with, with the community managers, and they have a set vision on what they're going to do to fill in areas. But their primary their primary concern is just getting through the books themselves.
1: Wonderful. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. So, remind us on the, the instances, which are equivalent to the dungeons, right? How many players are when you do an instance?
2: It actually ranges. They can have three person, six person. Those are typically instance scale. There could also be four or five, depending on the configuration. When you get to a raid, then you're in six, six, twelve, or twenty four. And there hasn't been yeah. a twenty four for a very long time. Um, okay.
0: Right.
2: I was in a 24 before AIE came to Lord of the Rings. And you can now go back and do that because it was like a raid at level 45. You can go back now and do that um, through instanced or skirmishes, they call it. And that'll actually adjust the difficulty of the instance based on your, what level you set it for. Level, okay. So oh, nice. You can still go back and do content. There's a couple different ways of doing it. That's kind of nice because I I would really love to get some folks into that one instance called Heligrod because now you don't need that many, you don't need 24 people to do Heligrod anymore. You could bring along a bunch of people at level 45 or level 50, but you bring along a couple of ringers and it's all over pretty quick.
1: Right. Of
0: course. Exactly. Um, hmm. Yeah.
2: The, the instance I'm in right now where I'm working on the three-person, uh, it's the Blood of the Black Serpent. That's a three-person. And that one you kind of make your way from playing as your character, and then they get to kind of a segue where they show a, a, a scene, and then all of a sudden you know they tell you, mount up, you're going to ride, and you, know, you meet up with uh, Theoden as some of the riders are swooping around on the side, and you jump in with them and then ride on your horse. Um, very cool. It. We never made it to phase three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I looked I had to look it up because the people I was playing with, just some random folks through the instant finder, they were just like, We're not gonna do this. So I was
0: like, wait, 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 let's see what happens. Right. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> um yes, and then and, and I know there's a rumor that the, uh, the band was getting back together. Has there been any more news on getting the uh, the band back together?
2: Looking directly at the camera and speaking <laughs> to Gary Weiss, whose real name is Pell from Swotor, and Opalus, who is Kane, and, and <laughs> all the other members of the, of the band. Yeah, guys, uh, what's the deal? They just right? Had, they just had the... Uh, Weatherstock festival on our server, where people come from all over the place. You know, people come from other servers to come to Weatherstock, and then you get mm-hmm. bands playing in Brie, where they where they basically you have to sign up for it and find a slot where they will fit you in. So you could be, you know, like oh, the main nice. seat is directly across from the Prancing Pony. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, you know, I've started
1: It would have been to nice to, to do, do that. that.
2: It would be very nice. I really think they should do that. I think they should look into yeah. it. Last time I ran fireworks for it, I've got tons of fireworks saved up. I just need people that play the instruments. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, and uh, also, shout-out. yeah, they're out there. They're out there. Max, folks,
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're calling stuff people stuff. out. <laughs> get your instruments and get in game. I'll I'll, I'll
2: regret it eventually. I'll take my chances.
1: Right. All right, so if people want to join AIE in Lord of the Rings Online, how do they do that?
2: Easiest thing? Well, if you pop Mm -hmm. in, Mommy, we're always watching for an application. Cool. Just grab. If you sign into the game, uh, the usual thing, join AIE LFO as a chat channel, and then just say, hey, uh, if there's an officer on, uh, we'll get you in. If not, contact me directly through the forums. I check the forums every day, or at least every other day, and mm-hmm. I'll find a time that we can actually meet and get you online. Perfect. We have some stuff in the Kinship House. So besides all mm-hmm. the decoration and all the other little gizmos, we've got some stuff in the Kinship House which will help with leveling. That's a uh, level, level, uh increases, like, rates of XP and things like that. And there's also some stuff we can recommend. And,
0: heck, we'll play.
1: Right? Awesome!
0: Exactly. All right. Well, anything anything else for Lord of the Rings before we wrap up? Well,
2: really, just, we're here. We're still playing. So, when you got time, come on over and visit.
0: <laughs> All right. That sounds great. And that is our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles. (laughs) Hear that, Mew? Show titles. All right. Uh, I want to thank Ducks for joining us. You are at Historic Geek on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, right? You are correct. All right.
1: Awesome. And if you have questions or comments for our show, you can email us at podcast at aie guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at aie podcast. I'm at CyberWave, and Tetsumi is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And if you're in Arizona, just, just ask us, we'll tell you. Um, you can join our chat room and play along with our website at AIEpodcast.com. Our theme was, of course, composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com.
0: And actually, we need to get our template updated because we're at aie-guild.org and hit the podcast link at the top and our live chat. Yes is aie.community, and it's Rocket Chat. You can do that with the web page, or you can do it with the application.
1: I'll let you get that updated, sir.
0: You got it. I will update the template. But now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week, including... Hold on. Note just arrived. Due to a summer cold, overly dramatic news has been on a small break. Hans, we love your sultry tones, please get them better. We need your voice. And also, rumors of an alt-itis and raid wrap-up abound, but we'll have to see if the Mew Cow has snuck out of Final Fantasy XIV long enough to wrap up a segment or two, and if Xanar will let him record. In <laughs> two weeks, <laughs> in two weeks, we'll be talking to someone about something like usual. So until then, AIE.
1: <laughs> this is Mikala.
0: This is Tatsami. And this has been the AIE Podcast.
3: Gentlemen, ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, please direct your attention to AIE building submissions. Ow! Greetings, gamers. This is MuCal, bringing you the AIE raid wrap up for August 2016, the end of Draenor Edition. While this was a rather long raid season, even longer than Siege of Okimar, it certainly gave us plenty of time to get things done. With the pre-patch live, we might even see some teams sneak in a quick victory to finish out the expansion. First, we'll start with the WoW raids, in particular, the Mythic section. Just blame the healers when 5 bosses in the Mythic Hellfire Citadel, ending at Kilrog for a 5 13 finish. Better late than never, managed to make it to the council, leaving them with 4 of 13 to finish out. And now on to the heroic section. Kitty Agro and Who pulled That ended their reign of terror with a 13-13 sweep of heroic. Horseshoes and hand grenades has been able to take out Archimont, making them 13 of 13 in heroic as of April 28th. Filthy Casuals are 13 of 13 ending their killing spree on May 10th. Dead on Arrival has defeated the Heroic Tyrant, putting them 12 of 13 on May 22nd. Witty and sophisticated ended their journey by taking out Archimand on July 10th, making them 12 of 13 as they prepare for Legion. Serial killers decided they liked like the coziness of Sukun Slayer, choosing to hang out there until Legion, leaving them at 8 of 13. Uko-Hosen-style seemed to like that idea as well, ending their progression with Sukun, skipping Iskar, which I don't blame them for, and ending at 7 of 13. And from there we move on to the Normal section. For it was anything but normal, is now 13 of 13, having taken down Archimonde on July 28th. Already check, preferred the lighting in the council's room, ending their time there for a four thirteen finish. And that wraps up the AIE Raid Wrap-Up. If you'd like your raid team featured on the AIE Raid Wrap-Up, including any non-WOW game, send those details to me, Mucow. Also, huge thanks to Art for coordinating the raid team schedules and progression forum post, and making it far easier to put this all together. Keep raiding, AIE! Greetings gamers, this is Mewcow, a resident expert on a common gamer condition called altitis. With the pre-patch in full swing, let's focus on our alts. While there is already plenty to do with the 7.0 patch in play, alts are worth the focus. If you still have any alts in that level 90 to 100 range, the experience needed has been greatly reduced, making the process faster than ever. You should also give your various alts and their specs a full run-through to see how you like them. You might even find yourself switching your main character to something new, due to a total class overhaul. And for those of us with multiples of a class, worry not. Even though all specs are now open to us with the click of a button, the Legion Artifact weapon you choose has a major impact. Multiple class alts means multiple artifact questlines to experience, just in time for the lore buffet to begin. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss the topic further, find us on Twitter at altitusnet, and show notes can be found on altitus.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your Altitis.